The Holy Gospel according to John chapter 15, verses 1 through 8, can be found in your pew Bible on page 1676. Glory to you, O Lord. John records, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like the branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, And burned. If you remain in me, my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. I just can't help from the beginning till now and through the end of this day together of the sense of gratitude and gratefulness to the Father for a sense of tying things together. Um, this is not scripted, so I'm, you know, how unusual going off the, the script here, but um, listening to you confess listening to you sing this beautiful hymn, Liz, that you picked out, you know, at the beginning. It just ties into our scripture, and that's just not an accident. Joyful, joyful, we adore thee. Singing praises, singing you know, that, that all things with breath, sing praises unto the Lord. I mean, it's just unfathomable to think about. That the creator of the universe that spoke everything into existence would care what is on your mind and my heart. That not only cares, but he inclines his ear to listen to you in everything. And he chose you. He loved you first. 
Wow. Just speaking for myself, another W word. Why? And then I look at my own children. And uh, I am so delighted to see my little friend Astrid here today. And mom and dad. And you can answer that question. Why? Because I love you, Astrid. Because you're a part of me. And I'll always love you. You, you kind of see Abba Father a little bit different now, guys, a little bit. You know, how incredible and deep his love is by him giving you that precious baby. And all of you, can you remember that? That model that he gives us? Uh, gratitude. Thank you, Daddy. Okay, back on track. You need Jesus. I need Jesus. Can I get an amen there? Amen. There you go. I like the way that sounds. I need Jesus. You need Jesus. The eunuch needed Jesus. And here he is going down into Jerusalem to, to worship. And here comes Philip. And that must have been quite a, a leap of faith. The Spirit said, hey, go talk to him. And he knew what he was reading and he could, he could hear uh, the words. And, and he walks up to the eunuch and, and he says, um, do you know what you're reading? And the interesting thing is that the eunuch says, uh, how could I unless I have somebody uh, teach me? That's a humble heart. That's a heart that's ready and prepared for God. And I submit to you that, um, that God prepared that soil for the seeds to take plant in. And he's done that for you. And there are eunuchs out there. All right, let's just... <laughs> there are people out there that are craving to hear the word of God that need Jesus, okay? Whether they're eunuchs or not, I don't know. But um, the fact of the matter is, there are people out there that are ready to hear the word. They're ready for you to open your mouth, to speak with the Spirit for what you know and why and who you place your hope in. We all know the antithesis of that, the people that don't want to hear it. We get bombarded, you know, uh, through the media, those kind of people. And that's where I believe the admonition is, don't cast your pearls among swine, right? But there's plenty out there that have a heart like this eunuch. The humility to take the time, the humility and the humble heart to take the time and be taught. You know, he could have said, uh, yeah, how will I know if somebody has, doesn't take the time to teach me? But he says, you know, Philip, i got to tell you, I, I'm, a, I'm kind of a big deal. i got a big job. I serve the queen. I'm in charge of all of her treasures. And this has just been a business trip. And uh, I'm pretty busy. I'd love to hear all the things that you have to say. I mean, you're telling me that this is not about the prophet, that he's describing his own death, you know, like a, a lamb to slaughter quietly going and so forth. But I'll tell you what. I'll have my girl call your girl and we'll do lunch and maybe I have time to do that and then it never happens. He didn't do that. 
He didn't say, yeah, make it quick, because if you go over 60 minutes, I'm, <laughs> I got softball or, you know, I got stuff to do, you know. Sunday's kind of like the only day that I have off. He didn't do that. He had a willing heart. Can you imagine if he had done that, if he put it off? Why should we? Why do we? Well, I would say that our heart is in other places, and we need Jesus to steer us back to what is important. We need the Holy Spirit that speaks to us and counsels us and points us back, because the world is pretty attractive, and we can get pretty busy, and we can get pretty into ourselves. You know, he's a eunuch, but he's also in charge of all the treasures of the Ethiopian queen. I mean, that's, that's, that's a pretty big deal. But he was humble enough to say, yes, teach me. He's even more humble enough as listening to the word, engaging in the word. The word was planting in me. He goes, there's water. Why shouldn't I be baptized now? He got it. Have you ever um, seen the comedic and magician act of Penn and Teller? Do you know who they are? He's a great big man and a little man that doesn't say anything. Um. They've had a show out in Vegas for many, many years, and um, I have to admit I haven't spent much time um, seeing them. I've never seen an entire show, but I've listened to some of it, and you know, it's okay. Teller's a great big uh, guy. Um, I think he's the big one, right? Does anyone help me? Okay, and Penn Gillette and something Teller. But anyway, Teller, the big man, um, talks about a, a, an encounter that he had with a fan. This man came, he was a great big man too, uh, and he came after the show to have him sign uh, an autograph on a program that he had, and in, in, in engaging with this man, um, he, was, uh, he was telling uh, him that, uh, well, the man says, look, I don't want you to think I'm a kook, but I really need to share this with you. And he shared a tract about Jesus Christ and the good news of the gospel. And uh, he, the teller's telling, uh, he's saying, he's like, well, I listen to the man and I don't normally do that. But I got to tell you, this was not a kook. This was a nice man, a big man. But he believed with all of his heart what he was telling me. It was important to him, so important, that he tell me whether I listened or not. He says, and I did listen. And now i got to tell you, I haven't changed. I haven't bought into it, but here's what I found. That man cared so much about me that he couldn't let it pass without telling me. He says, how much would you have to hate somebody? To not share this gospel news. How much would you have to hate somebody to walk down the street and see a house on fire and not go knock on the door and say, hey, your house is on fire and I don't want you to get hurt. How much would you have to hate somebody to not share the treasure that has been given to you? Philip did it. He was obedient, and he found a receptive heart. We get to do that. We talk a lot about fruit, and, and it's a tension that I don't know that I explain really well, because as Lutherans, we know that we don't have to tip God 
to get into heaven, right? You know, we don't have to, um, you know, pull out our, our, our ledger as so how many good things we did. I mean, right? I mean, Paul is pretty clear. It's filthy rags. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't get me there. But then there's the other part of it that, um, that we know that faith without works is, is, uh, is dead. And so, you know, well, which is it, you know? And, and um, so here's, and I'm still struggling with it, you guys. I'm still struggling. But here's what I say, when, the way that, uh, that it works. We are new through our baptism. We know that. We know the, the, that we died a death like Christ. We know that we have been uh, raised and resurrection like his. Yet we still have this flesh. But if we truly are new, and we are because God says and he doesn't lie, we are new, then this new creature produces fruit without really trying it, and we share it. What are those fruits? Well, um, on the top of the front of your bulletin says that they will know us by our love, and really the scripture says for one another. And... Um, good fruit. If I'm, if I'm a fruit inspector and I'm looking out here and I'm giving you a report, I'm seeing good fruit. And I saw good fruit last night with those, with those men there, with all, all of you. That's good fruit. It was beautiful fruit. It tastes good. It smells good. It looks good. That's what we get to do. And that's what the, the, the illustration that we see with uh, Philip and the eunuch uh, somebody that just goes because he's prompted by the Spirit and he shares what he has and what he knows to be true and the reason for his hope. And he shares it and it's received. And I wonder if sometimes we don't share that because if somebody says, I mean, if you go to you're like, now would you like to give your life to Jesus, which we don't really do, but if you say that and they go, yes, then you go, what do I do now? Pray with them. Ask them if they've been baptized. You want to go to a really nice church? Bring them. Invite them. That's not hard, heavy lifting work. And remember, you still have that flesh that's kind of stinky. But God can use it. And God will use it. And God will, will honor it. Another thing I wanted to point out too, and it's in our scripture today, uh, uh, about the spirit and every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come, that every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. We believe that Jesus Christ was fully man and fully God, don't we? Yes? And we believe that he did die. We believe that he was resurrected and we believe he is coming again. There is no discussion on whether that's true or not, right? Right? I mean, we're not going to budge on that. Who we say Jesus is tells the world everything about who this church is. Okay. There are other churches that say what? You guys know. I don't have to go through it. But some say Jesus was God's son. He was a made... That's not of God because the other part of our scripture today says every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. False religions. Well, that's not very nice, Pastor Ken. Well, you know what? The house is on fire. 
And if I'm going to come up and, and take the time to knock on the door, I'm not going to say, gee, I'm really sorry to interrupt your evening. And I hope that this doesn't offend you, but your house is on fire. It's that serious. We need Jesus. Don't we need Jesus? Do other people need Jesus? Have we been given the authority? Have we been given the work? Have we been given the gift to go and share love with other people? So if we are in the Word and the Word is Jesus, are we not in Jesus? And if we go share the word, does it mean necessarily that we're going to go through a theological dissertation for everybody from Genesis all the way through Revelation? Or can we share the love of Christ? Maybe a little of both. How about that? Okay? It's not that daunting. How much do you have to hate somebody to not tell them their house is on fire? We need Jesus. Okay, you said that a bunch of times. Okay, now, the, the ta-da! Ah, I made you look. Made you look. Here's the ta-da. Here is Jesus. Jesus met you and meets us in our baptism. We are clothed by him, in him. He saves us through our baptism. Here's Jesus. You need Jesus? Come and be baptized. If we say we are without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Have you guys heard that before? Are there people in the world saying, I really don't have sin in my life? Is their house on fire? Man, they need Jesus. Here's Jesus at the altar. When we come up, we come up sinners. Our sins have been forgiven because we have confessed and we have repented and we've been absolved by his authority right and for his son's sake we come up and we get washed here's Jesus you want to taste Jesus no it's not a burning bush it's better it's his body and his blood for you it empowers you it makes you clean it saves you it is a deposit on eternal life it is a taste of the feast to come here's Jesus so Penn and Teller, I think you need Jesus. And I'd like to introduce you to him. I'd like to introduce you to the saving waters of baptism. There's Jesus. I'd like for you to have the taste of the feast that is just a foretaste of what's coming. I want you to taste Jesus, Penn. And Teller, people outside of this church, and he's here and he's real. And he's pursuing you. In the name of Jesus. Amen.